Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the week where we are here to disappoint you. The same thing we do every week. I was going to do a deep, uh, not really a deep, but like a uh, a deep cut into myself and make a joke about, uh, you know, disappointing sexual life. But, both of us, though? I don't know. I mean, I was just going to speak for myself. You can speak for both of us. Okay. That's it's probably fair. the same. There you go. The Disappointment Podcast. Lucky for you. Welcome you to You can our- turn us off. That's true. You could just stop right now. It's another week, which means it's the Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Peaky McPeakerson. Like some new releases, Matt. Whoa. Believe it or not. Number one, Project Apodom for the PC. Number two, Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot. Poirot? Sure. The London case for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number three, Daymare 1994, Sandcastle for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Number four, Goodbye Volcano High for the PC and PlayStation. Number five, Samba de Amigo, Party Central for the Switch. Day, amigo. <laughs> Number six, critically acclaimed Sea of Stars for the PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Number seven, Under the Waves for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number eight, Bus Simulator 21. Next stop, official school bus extension for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox. That's the longest title I've ever heard for a bus simulator. That is Bus Simulator 21 and not labeled clearly after the year it came out. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Number nine, Call of the Wild, the Angler for PlayStation and Xbox. We be fishing now? Yeah. Branching out. Number 10, It's a Wrap for the Switch. Do you wrap presents? Burritos. Okay. Which is also kind of a present. Injuries. Okay. Number 11. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Number 11, Necroboy, Path to Evil Ship for the Switch. Number 12, Pocket Bravery for the PC. Number 13, Somerville for the PlayStation. Number 14, Tie Toe Milestones 2 for the Switch. Number 15, The Tenet's Pets DLC for the Switch. Are you a landlord in that, or are you a tenant? 
I don't know. One way to find out. Number 16, trying five, a clockwork conspiracy for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And number 17, War Hospital for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. And number 18, Starfield hit early access. So, well, early access. It's out for early access for one week and then officially releasing next week. It's half out. It's half out. If you, you know. Want to pay for it. Pay for it, yeah. So, hey, there we go. So many options. Mm-hmm. I've Lots of good a, ones this week. I've played a little Sea of Stars, about like an hour or so. We'll see if I continue. It, it's a JRPG that is in the old veins of like uh, old Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, that type of Super Mario RPG, that type of stuff. Um, and I think it... What's its stick? What makes it so special? Do we know? I don't think I'm far enough yet to have found out. Um, the combat and whatever was fine. I didn't have any problems with that. Uh, but like the first hour, it was just JRPG stuff. So it's story, 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 story. Is it a JRPG story? As in, like it makes no fucking sense? No, no. I'm not having to. I'm not having to kind of like defeat chaos yet. Okay. I'm not having to defeat a concept. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, that's a hundred percent on point. I think for... that's my favorite part about JRPGs <laughs> that you have to defeat an, like an idea. You either <laughs> defeat a concept or you have to become a concept, yeah, or like yeah. it's all you, this idea shit. You have to become the chosen one. What the fuck does that mean? The chosen one to work behind the subway, to become a sandwich maker at subway. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, oh, you must, you must, <laughs> you must stop ambivalence. What does that mean? Uh, Japan. Classic. Oh, I'm just like gassy. Well, that yeah, for sure. I'm just off. It is one of those days. It's gotta be one of those weeks, a little bit. Of... Yeah, just been one of those lives, you know. Just off my entire life. Uh, well, I don't want to get depressive about it, but yeah, probably just should have been aborted. Well, okay. Uh, you feeling odd or even today? Uh, you know what? I'm feeling even. He's an even Steven today. There are a lot of new releases. Which makes me an oddball. No different than any other days. Exactly. Number one, two motorsport game staffers have won their lawsuits for unpaid wages. As reported by Insider Gamer, one ruling awarded an employee $14,600 hairs and the other developer won $10,000 from another case. The rulings come months after the staffers have threatened the studio for outstanding wages. The NASCAR Heat 5 studio is facing other cases for unpaid wages awaiting final decisions. One is set for September 12th and the other for September 21st. Uh, the latter hearing is a case for eight plaintiffs instead of one employee. Uh, This news comes after Motorsport reported a loss of $8.2 million for its second quarter earnings. The firm said it had $1.4 million cash on hand at the end of July. The firm is also in talks with a, quote, known company, end quote, for a potential sale of its NASCAR license. Um, My guess 
is EA for the potential known company that they are selling the NASCAR license to. Yeah, so, so I like your thought process there because it's a sound thought process and it makes sense as EA has owned it before. Yeah. And they're reviving their whole EOE sports thing. But what if they went to Embracer? They could also do that. Who didn't spend X amount of millions or didn't have the investment from Saudi, so they say, fuck it, NASCAR. The moral of the story is Motorsport Games is probably not long for this world. Maybe. Or, you know, it'll be more um, indie folks. I wonder how NASCAR handles... Uh, the video game side of it specifically, like, is there a relation at all to the F one market of, I don't vid- think of, so. vid- of video games specifically? Though, like, is um, hold on, I gotta finish this text before I forget about. Um, uh, I have no because when I say that, I mean like, uh, Drive to Survive and F one popularity has just been going up in in the states specifically. Mm-hmm. It's already been big everywhere else, yeah. but NASCAR was only ever big in the states. And doesn't really hold any appeal because of how big F1 is everywhere else. Yeah. So now is are the two graphs crossing in such a way where NASCAR's live popularity in the States might be high enough, but its video game appeal is minimal compared to all the other racing games you could have that are potentially more entertaining? Yeah, NASCAR has... Formula One, the game, is only as popular as it is because of Formula One's popularity and this kind of weird resurgence with sim racing, where it's like not not specifically sim racing, but the idea of sim, like, you know, yeah, like yeah, sim-ish yeah. racing. NASCAR doesn't have that. Um, I mean, they tried it a little bit during the pandemic. They did have yeah. like, their, guy, their guys do have racing rigs in their house, which is yeah. also which was cool to see, like the mm-hmm. racing rigs that the NASCAR guys have. So I don't know. I think I think NASCAR would need what happened to Formula One in the rest of the world, essentially. I think they would need that, but I think it's the I guess they need they need a rebranding the, is really what they need. And then for me, the joke of it's hard to it's hard to mimic what they do in real life in a game from an excitement standpoint because it's it's not hard to say okay we're making a left turn here. you know all all my typical jokes I could run out there for NASCAR compared mm-hmm. to every other race. But I mean to simulate a four hundred lap race in a video game where you can game it a little bit to the point where you're just going around in a circle eventually has to bore you as a driver I mean, without the way, actually feeling the, the like the G-forces and everything else. The way to do it is to double down. The only... You know what I mean? Like, I could see it becoming popular in, in the, the sim racing community if they double down, as in they made it hyper... They try to make it as realistic as possible, so you have to set up the cars... The tire models are really like rough. They do have high detail, high force feedback, so people are fighting with the wheel and stuff. Like they'd have to double down on it being as like super realistic. So when I was at Daytona, fifteen years ago now, oh god, um, and I think they have this probably at other places and whatever. But I would love to see it in like a bar 
or like a Dave and Buster's or whatever. They have the racing rigs there. Yeah. That they put you in a car and they're linked together. So, you know, there's like four banks and then there's also the AI around the track and you're all racing together and whatever. Those would be really cool if they were more popular, like within bars, like rigs level sim seats to mm-hmm. actually just like, we're going to go to the bar and race NASCAR style stuff. Yeah. Like that would be very cool. That would be. The um, problem with NASCAR specifically, in as far as the world is concerned, is it'll never take off anywhere outside of the U.S. And maybe, no. maybe Australia. Even, it even then, it'll be very hard in Australia. It 100% comes down to real estate. Because tracks, regular road tracks can be multi-purpose and you get multi-use out of them. A NASCAR track, you can only use for NASCAR. Yeah. It's it's multi-purpose. And then there's, you know, Australia. You're racing for F1 it on the street. Yeah. They just section it off and, like, they've mm-hmm. literally changed but, their actual roads to race there. Yeah. So it's not even... It's they like, just have the room... To have tracks that only serve one purpose. Yeah, I know what you're saying for that, but I'm saying like the ease of being able to put in an F1 track or other road race track can be done much easier if you have the infrastructure to just say we're shutting down this area of the city Mm -hmm. versus no, I'm going to build this entire stadium and infrastructure that needs to support this Mm -hmm. one thing. What's funny is a lot of the Formula One tracks in Europe had something that resembled a lot of them either started as or had a portion of them that resembled a NASCAR track and they were just phased out because yeah, they were phased they out. Were, they started being used as testing tracks yeah. and turned into professional tracks. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, hell even, um, Watkins Glen doesn't even do NASCAR anymore. I think they do. They started again two years ago, I think I mean, maybe, but like, cause NAS Watkins Glen is actually owned by NASCAR. Yeah, but like they sh- they had stopped doing it for a while because they were just like it, it's not. But even then, there's not that many people that do anything with that place when they're not doing anything. Yeah, I don't know. Racing's become so segmented. It's kind of like I I've. It's it's kind of disappointing how segmented racing is now. There's no like, and even when you get the the Grand Prix racing, the racing that I like. Right after Formula One with class styled and whatever, and you get the supercars out there. Le Mans is one of these options, but they're racing around F1 tracks or like the Nurburgring and Le Mans and all these other places that are built for. Well, if F1's not here today, I guess we could just go take our brand, yeah, new, brand new electric Lamborghini and go nuts. Like uh, the Porsche Cup. It yeah. just, it literally follows Formula One. And you have all your other Formula One, Formula Series all in the same weekend. They just kind of like stagger a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it works too because a lot of these cars, there's logistics reasons for it, obviously. But there's there's even minute, diff- minute reasons as in like the benefit of having all the all these series racing in the same track on the same weekend means the track gets super rubbered in. Yeah. So, like, it just makes the bracing better, and it makes it better for the cars. But, all right. All right, let's go to number two. We had a few studio shutdowns this week, so here's the rundown of them. 
Mimimi Games is calling it quits after 15 years. The studio today announced that the recently released Shadow Gambit The Cursed Crew will be its final game. The studio will continue to support Shadow Gambit and has a content update planned to launch later this year, but it will be ramping down the studio over the next few months. Mimimi said it is paying employees a bonus to assist them as they look for work. So... It sucks that they're closing, but good that they're taking care of their people, I guess, on the way out. Yep. Awesome Knots developer Ronimo Games, Ronimo? Ronimo Games has reportedly filed for bankruptcy. An employee confirmed the bankruptcy on the developer's Discord server. Quote, we got hit by a series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snicket, while working on our last project and weren't able to recover despite our best efforts. Developer Volition Games has announced its complete and immediate disclosure. What? Immediate closure. The decision to close the studio was attributed to an evaluation by Embracer Group as a part of its ongoing restructuring program. Volition Games' roots date back to 1993 and the formation of Parallax Software. The studio enjoyed immediate success with the PC games Descent and Descent 2, but in 1996 it split into two separate studios, Volition and Outrage Entertainment. Volition would go on to build its own name with the Free, with the free Space, Red Faction, and Summoner series, and in 2006 released the first Saints Row. Its last game release was 2022's Saints Row Reboot, which, whoo boy, that did not look good. Uh, Volition is also, I believe, thanks to Embracer taking care of their people while they find new jobs. Polish game developer Black Eye Games has announced that it's shutting down. The news was shared in the final season announcement for its title, Gloria Victus, and it was attributed to the financial costs of operating and developing the MMO. The studio added that the MMO servers will close down on Halloween. Fitting. Didn't even know that was an MMO, so. Yep, that's all you need to know. A lot of closures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now for some layoffs, in case you were thinking we were being too positive. Vancouver-based studio Blackbird, Inter- Blackbird Interactive. What? <laughs> just, uh, just the way, the, de- the delivery of, obviously, it's a terrible joke, and then just the, oh, no, no, we're not letting go of everybody. Just some people. And in some case, most people. <laughs> Vancouver-based studio Blackbird Interactive has laid off 41 employees. A Minecraft Legends co-developer confirmed the information in a statement to IGN. Blackbird was employing around 300 people, according to its LinkedIn page, with the layoffs representing roughly 13% of its workforce. A series of layoffs have reportedly been conducted by Embracer at subsidiary Gearbox Publishing. The wave of layoffs at the publisher started as early as June and appear to be ongoing, with senior business development manager Steve Gee posting on LinkedIn on Wednesday that he got laid off from Gearbox Publishing. These layoffs are a result of Embracer's restructuring program. Um, image, this is a fun one. Image Dairy, image, it's, it's a play on Legendary, obviously. But it's also Imagine. Imaginary? Yeah, I hate you this got word. It. No, you got it. it just doesn't feel right. Imaginary Studios has deeply restructured with its future in significant question, according to a now former employee posting on LinkedIn last week. Image Dairy was. Founded by former Blizzard artist uh, Wee Wang. Wei Wang? Wang Wang. 
That's a real person, <laughs> Wang Wang is. It, that is Wei Wang. Uh, Wei Wang in 2020. Imagine if they were German. <laughs> I would be like, Vai Wang! <laughs> I, I like that you not only went for the the correct <laughs> part, which is why I went, the V's that I wanted, is that you went angry German. Yeah. Uh, the studio never announced its first project, but it was intended to bring AAA cross-platform experiences to gamers worldwide and was hiring developers for a third-person action-adventure game. The studio was also advertised by a blockchain-based MMO called Age of Dino as backing the project. So many layoffs. So many people out of jobs now. Yep. Well, you know what that means. Time to talk about poaching some talent. Poaching. Poached eggs. Xbox poached some PlayStation talent. Menasata Kato has joined Microsoft to lead Japanese partnership operations at Xbox. Kato will oversee global partnerships for Japanese companies at Xbox in her new role that she began in July. Kato previously worked for Sony Interactive. This is there's so much redundancy in this. Yeah. Kato previously worked for Sony Interactive Entertainment as vice president of business development for eight years. She became vice president of mobile business in 2020 before leaving that position. So, Microsoft getting people that have had success in Japan to come help them. Yeah. They uh, seem to be in a fostering that Japanese business. I mean, it's it's somewhere that they have historically not performed as well as, as Sony. It's true. For obvious reasons. But. It's true. But, as we're about to talk about, Sony is intent. In shooting itself in its own dick. That's a this story better be great because that's an aggressive stance to take versus just foot. Uh, Sony has announced it will be increasing the costs of its twelve-month subscriptions for PlayStation Plus. Uh, the change will be effective on September sixth across multiple regions. Quote. This price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service, end quote. All right, now for the prices. PlayStation Plus Essential 12 months is going from $60 to $80. (sighs) Cancel, cancel, cancel. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra. 12 months is going from $100 to $135. Oh my god. And PlayStation Plus Premium for 12 months is going from $120 to $160. Oh my god. Bold move, Cotton. Hey, so Starfield is out uh next week for at minimum $10 for Game Pass. Yep. Just so we're all clear. That's all you need. Wow. I saw a a tweet the uh, other day around the time this news came out. Yes. Uh, Dick shooting was accurate, by the way. So well done. The, uh, The tweet's idea was essentially, has Sony gotten too confident? Too arrogant, too cocky, too whatever you want to call it. They upped the price on the PlayStation 5. They upped their subscription stuff. 
they've dropped the portal now they haven't dropped the vr price like they didn't put bluetooth in the portal like all these all these things where you're kind of going like are you guys just getting arrogant where it's gonna bite you in the ass in three years as you know it's it's a cycle it is and it's a vicious it's it's a it is a vicious cycle especially if you're people like us who consume video games and have you know in your case of a well-functioning memory in my case a sometimes functioning memory sony is successful playstation 2 and then they're like look at us we're the bees knees we're the cats meow we're the whatever insert your fucking saying you like in there and then they pull out their gun they cock it and then they shoot themselves right in the dick or you know if your case if sony is a woman right in the vagina aggressive either way and you know you get your playstation 3s and then sony's like oh fuck we really fucked up that one and then you get your playstation 4 and you're like wow this is not bad sony what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like shocked they can still do it and then you know you're riding high on play you just knocking out bangers left and right and then you know you get your playstation 5s <laughs> Which technically they still haven't been. They haven't started as bad as the PS3 did because that's oh, almost, it's almost impossible to do that. No, I mean, and, and which is the true. I mean, it's the PS3. It's a retrospect thing. I think when the PlayStation Six is out, and we're looking back at the PS5, we're probably gonna be like, "That was a rough era because the PS5 launched. There was no games for it. We're just now starting to get games." But that's they also true. The price that's that's and... also true of this generation, though. Yeah, where 360 and PS3 are a little different in that yeah. regard. But I think in in hindsight, we're gonna look at this generation and and think that Xbox performed better than PlayStation as a whole. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I'll have to be removed from it before I think that, um, because there's still a lot of things where you like you look at Xbox and you go, okay, what have you done? Other than, like, yes, you have good services, but why would I buy an Xbox versus why I would buy a PlayStation currently? Yeah. I think PlayStation still wins that argument for me mm-hmm. just because the exclusives are better. For sure, but... But there are... I think that's at, like, the top of the list, and then if the pro-con pro list gets very different the further you get down. If we're looking in my mind's eye... Ah, your third eye. My third eye. Brown eye. The br- I was also going to make that reference. <laughs> I was like, we're both going there. <laughs> um, the plot line, the line graph for PlayStation is trending down. The graph for Xbox is trending up. Sure. I would agree with in that. My, in my brown eye. Now, I can I can agree with that, but I can also say that there is always the chance that when Spider-Man comes out, yes, that that downward trend all of a sudden jumps back above Xbox. Oh, and yeah. you're like, well, that's weird. I just and think, then it starts going down again. Yeah, but I they, mean that's they, always going to be the case. I think at this point, they're they're 
their exclusives are going to be good. And that's the thing is that their exclusives can reset that line position whenever they want it to at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like they're not dropping uh, like Immortals of Avium as an uh, exclusive. And not that the game was bad, but like they're not dropping that where it kind of comes out and everybody kind of goes, okay. Like when they drop an exclusive, they're you're like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. I think the issue though, is that Microsoft's exclusive engine that they've been working on for the past five to ten years is starting to rev up, and and that's that's what we'll see because this is the Starfield next week is the first beginning of yeah. that, and if they can somehow get Game Pass more accessible, as in you know this the fucking whatever stick we're always talking about or is a being alluded to some other piece of hardware that's more accessible you know or the x yeah. cloud becomes more prolific or something like that then it'll be interesting yeah number six red dead redemption series writer michael unsworth has signaled his departure from developer rockstar games after 16 years at the company the former writing director has worked on virtually all of rockstar's major releases over the past 16 years Notably, he's one of only three writers credited for both Red Dead Redemption games' stories. Unsworth is also credited for dialogue writing in Grand Theft Auto V, Thor, Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir, and Midnight Club Los Angeles, and more. A lot of games in there. Yeah. A lot of narrative in there. Uh, Rockstar's lost a few... A few writers. A few key people. Especially out of that writer room. Yeah. Who, when they were writing Red Dead and GTA, whatever, were said to be doing like 16 hour days in office writing. Yeah. Um A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm curious. I'm curious to see. Uh, I mean, GTA 6 will obviously be a good indicator, but the problem with Rockstar is you won't know if there's any effects for like fucking two decades because they release games so so slowly. Yeah, and like GTA 6 is probably far enough along written that you wouldn't expect yeah. it out of this one. Yeah. But I have the sneaking suspicion that um, Rockstar doesn't they they probably haven't done a good time a good job of of transitioning like they probably haven't developed writers and like handed it all along the institutional knowledge maybe so yeah the, might get a little brain drain the old uh, transfer mm-hmm. number seven Lenovo has debuted its own handheld gaming PC to compete against the likes of the Steam Deck and the Asus ROG Ally. Um. Can we just take a second? Yep. And I know there's a good reason for it. Okay. I have beef with the whole ROG branding. Okay. Uh, ROG Republic of Gamers. Yep. I don't like calling it ROG. Okay. What do you want to call it? I don't have a a better answer, which is why I'm saying. Gamers of the Republic. I just don't like it's Republic of Gamers, obviously, but I don't like that it's always ROG and everyone always says ROG. Like we've lost the fucking point of the of it of the branding then. Just drop it and come up with something better. The only reason the only reason I would even argue for it is if they had one that said like Rob or Roe or like the Republic so, of Businesses. Like there are yeah. other there are other branches for their commercial side of just yeah. like yeah. Republic of Enterprise and you're yeah. like okay yeah. I mean it doesn't really make sense because you're all you're you're literally just saying yo this is the gamer one and you're like what what does that even mean though yeah it's a sticker on a board I yeah I don't like it anyways uh, the Windows 11 powered Legion Go launches in October for six ninety nine and it'll be available from Lenovo's site as well as Best Buy and Micro Center. Its standout features are a higher-end screen and detachable controllers a la Nintendo Switch. Uh, the display is an 8.8-inch touchscreen that tops out at 1600p and a 144Hz refresh rate. It can scale down to 800p and 60Hz to preserve battery life and maximize performance. Uh, also announced, um, which is, uh, this one's even more fun. Uh, and it can also be used with some of Lenovo's other products, like their new Wired Legion glasses. Why are they wired? Which the company also announced at the same time. Uh, the glasses enable a portable large screen experience with a micro OLED display that can push 1080p resolution at 60 hertz to each eye. The glasses will set you back $330. So combo pack for a thousand. Here's my initial problem. That says it's a wired glasses. Yes. Then follows up with the word portable. Yes. So really, is it actually the glasses that can only be used with the Legion Go and not the other way around? 
where the Legion I, is compatible with the glasses. It's a, it's a. I, yeah, I think the glasses have. I'm being I, pedantic, but you know. Yeah, what I mean. yeah. I don't. The glasses are not specific to the go. From my understanding, so I can plug them into my phone, presumably. Then that's the weird part. It's well, like when they're when they're wired. Like what? Um, is what it USB C? Yeah. What am I plugging into? Yeah. I'm assuming USB C. One would assume. I mean, that would be logical because if it's USB two or B, yeah, or is it like fucking Display Port or something weird? You know, like oh, Mini Display Port, gross. Mini HDMI really piss people off. So, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. I'm just curious. I want you know reviews. Uh, if people actually buy these things, I don't know. Are they? Is it going to be one of those things where, like, oh, the tech is actually good, but, like, it's not worth it, obviously? It's not feasible at $300? Yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as the portable device goes, it's it's essentially the um, Asus Ally. Yep. Hardware-wise. Other than the screen and controllers that we pointed out. So, do you have any thoughts, comments, concerns? I don't. I was just pre-reading the next story, and I'm happy I got that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll preface the next story. Okay. This was going to be a one-liner, um, you know, a, just a single short, short stuff situation. Okay. But then the article I came across include included a synopsis. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this just upgraded itself. <laughs> well, here we go then. I'm excited. A live action number eight. A live action drama based on Pokemon will be starting in Japan in October. Just we're gonna, I'm going to repeat that so everybody understands. A live action drama based on Pokemon will be starting in Japan in October. You fucking buckle up for this one. The show's title roughly translates to "Fill Your Pockets with Adventure." And will start airing on TV Tokyo every Thursday from October 19th. The show follows Madoka Agaki, a university graduate from a small port town who decides to quit her job at a seafood manufacturer and moves to Tokyo to join a small advertising agency called AdVenture. I want to be 100 clear on this. Someone took an anime concept and said, let's make it live action. Anybody anybody confused so far? Get straightforward. Uh, <laughs> Although she used to dream about living in Tokyo, once she gets there, Madoka soon realizes everyday life isn't what she expected. And she starts to stress when she takes on a presentation that could result in the fate of her company resting in her hands. <laughs> then it took me <laughs> Okay, I'll just then Madoka receives a package from her mother containing the Game Boy Pocket and copy of Pokemon Red she used to play as a child. And everything changed. <laughs> she starts playing the game and realizes it contains something that's important in life. 
The show is billed as the world's first Pokemon human drama in which the main character grows through their experiences playing Pokemon. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck this show is going to be. <laughs> I, I'm i 100% hoping that it gets uh, uh, simulcast on Crunchyroll or something. I'm... I'm guessing, based on this synopsis, that it has 5% to do with Pokemon. That's what, like, I was reading the thing and being like, when is Pokemon going to factor into this? I'm betting it's one of those, like, she goes through a trial and tribulation in the game and then has that, like, aha moment in, like, a meeting in work and goes like, oh, I've seen something difficult. I know how to get through this. Or, like, those types of, like, weird, she plays that to relax and problem solve. Or, or the same way that, like, in uh, Like a Dragon, hmm. that Dragon Quest is referenced when he's like, oh, this, yeah, you got to level up in life and you get experience points or whatever. Like, I, I wonder if it's going to be that same type of motif and not bother with the idea that she's actually catching a Pikachu and, like, Detective Pikachu in real life. The only other thing that I could say is that um, if we follow the anime tropes and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. The fact that she plays Pokemon becomes like a, a way that she connects with other people. So like she meets other coworkers and who oh, play Pokemon. Like and they go Scott Pilgrim style and she ends up in a Pokemon battle against somebody. Maybe, yeah. Her her rival at the, in the meeting across the way is oh well he's really good with this. Well then I need to use my type advantage of yeah. <laughs> Yep. Sounds like somebody wants to get funky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm getting a new show too. Uh, yeah, yep, animated show, right? Yeah, if, anybody, if nobody's ever watched Scott Pilgrim and you're our age, you should probably watch it. It's, I think, for it what aged it is, really well, right? It aged really well, and I would almost think that it's, it's better now than it. And there's a lot of people in it oh, that yeah. you do not realize, it's fucking stacked, yeah. That casting is ridiculous. For like, it's probably one of the most stacked, like films. Almost nothing films. Yeah, that's. The, I was trying to figure out how to word it. Like most stacked, underrated film. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's around the time of Sarah becoming popular. Michael Sarah. Yeah. So he's coming off of his stuff. You're getting an early Aubrey uh, Aubrey Plaza's in it. Uh, uh, I would say Allison Brie. That's not who I wanted. I wanted um, Anna Kendrick's. Anna Kendrick's, uh, oh Mary... my god, Captain Marvel. Oh, Chris Evans. No, that's America. But he's also he in is it. He is in it. Uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Oh my god, I fucking forgot. Yeah, she's, she's a <laughs> Holy pretty, shit. she's a pretty main part in it. And then, uh, Mary, is it Mary Wins? The fucking, Ramona. Uh, yeah, uh, fucking Ewan McGregor's girlfriend there. Yeah. Um, Fucking Calkin is in it too. Yeah. And uh what's his name that was also in starting in a few movies that time who plays G Man. Oh yeah. Um but he was popping up in a few movies. He's, he's having of... a resurgence as well, or actually recently, because he was on a TV show. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh it's just like every everyone. It's it's kinda nuts. Whew. Um now, yeah, I got, so... now I got songs from them stuck in my head good song too uh 
yeah, so I'll try to hunt down this Pokemon show when it comes out, and I'll report back. I'm, I'm so intrigued. Um, you should get Amy to watch it. Maybe. Because if it's not going to be ridiculous, then it might work. <laughs> maybe, yeah. And if it's live action. And it's a and it's a live action drama. Yep. It's time. Rumor roundup. Yeah, here we go. Rumors. All right, so I didn't... <laughs> Just doing that like it's a fucking Michael Buffer. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> Get ready to rumor. Um... Yeah, so I'm not gonna sit here and we're not gonna we're not gonna be like this leaker or that leaker or this leaker, unless otherwise stated. All these are from most of these are from people who have some sort of credibility with leaking, like they've been successful in the past. I don't like the term leakers anyway. Yeah, I don't. That's that's a weird term. We're all leakers in some way. I shake it violently to make sure I'm not. Just think about. Never seen right. a wavy, wacky arm inflatable tube, man. <laughs> it's my penis. <laughs> I wish. Oh. I wish. We gotta move on from that joke. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Just keep going. A uh, Bloodborne remaster is targeting a 2025 release. The same source said the project is being headed by Nixus. Nixies. Not Bluepoint. And that they are also working on Horizon Zero Dawn remaster. It's weird that it's not being done by Bluepoint after they bought them. And then. So, what are, what's Bluepoint doing right now? Shh, 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 shh. Oh, oh wait. We know what they're doing. Last of Us 2 remaster for the, yeah. for the <laughs> PS5. The fact. Uh, first off. Uh, the fact that every Naughty Dog game is getting remastered, what the fuck? And the fact that they're also remastering Horizon Zero Dawn, like if that's actually turns out to be true, what the fuck are you doing? Well, that one, that one turns out to be true a hundred percent because it's what they did with um, Last of Us. They moved part one up, so they're gonna move part two. They're gonna move Horizon one up. I guess, but but I... then if you're gonna the my thing with the remastering of Uncharted is you need to remake them. Uncharted for sure, but Uncharted up to three. He needs to do the first yeah. three. Uncharted, you could you could make a solid argument, and I would say okay. But like Horizon and The Last of Us, like oh no, 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 on, you know, yeah, like, yeah, no. Even Bloodborne, like I don't know if Bloodborne actually needs a remaster. Like the only way, the easiest thing they can do is they can say, "Here's the remaster that's also now available on PC." That's where they can win win yeah. that over, and that makes sense. Yeah. If they're doing both, like, at the same time, like, in order to remaster it, they end up making it PC yeah. compatible. All right, that's fair. People would be piped. Uh, an Astral Purple Xbox Series X slash S controller has seemingly leaked ahead of its official announcement. Uh, here's a good one. Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition has received a U.S. rating from the ESRB. What about Beyond Good and Evil 2? We don't talk about that. All right. Doesn't exist. What's, it's not that, real. what's that terrible movie we don't talk about? Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. No, not the song. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a. We don't talk about Bruno. Isn't there a book where they talk about like not talking about the kid? Is it like in the title? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. It's we don't talk about something, but it's like a it's a kid. Yes, 
Yeah. All right. Um, appar- Somebody will tell me. Yeah, I'm sure. Apparently, EA Sports WRC is launching on November 3rd. Reviewers and content creators are already playing Forza Motorsport. A uh, new Pokemon from Scarlet and Violet DLC has been leaked. And finally, Jeff Grubb heard that a state of play is coming as a follow-up to the PS Plus subscription increases. Gotta get the bad news to then hopefully soften it with the good news. Yes. To be like, hey, guys. Because if they did that inside a state of play, that's all people would have talked about. Yep. Um, what? what was I going to say? I don't know. It doesn't matter. All right, cool. We're going to questionable things then. A new report estimates that mobile gaming revenue will reach $108 billion in 2023. Disgusting. That is disgusting. Despite being available on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus Extra, Sea of Stars sold 100,000 copies on its launch day. Not bad. They're pretty amped up about it. Nintendo has announced that it will release a Mario Red Edition Nintendo Switch OLED on October 6th. The hardware will launch two weeks before Super Mario Bros. Wonder and cost $350. Or you could buy a PlayStation Portal for 200 Or you could buy a Steam Deck. Or, yeah. In between the two. I was saying, you know, I was trying to make an ironic statement here. Like, this is a bad and idea. And I was still trying to tell you a better value thing. And you had to come in with, like, you could either get a, a Switch or a Steam Deck, which is a good value. Or you could make a bad choice and be a dumb-dumb. And no one likes a dumb-dumb. They're a dumb piece of candy. They shouldn't exist. Matt hates lollipops confirmed. Number four, Arctic 7 has announced that it will be opening a new Barcelona studio in early 2024. Because I'm pretty sure they weren't just opening a new Barcelona. (laughs) Oh, Barcelona (laughs) 2. The facility will provide game development support and co-development services for clients. Number five, Konami has moved the launch window of Sokoden 1 and 2 HD Remaster, Gate Rune, and Duncan Unification Wars out of 2023, as everyone was tracking those. They were, man. Number six, Gamescom 2023 had 320,000 in-person visitors from over 100 countries. For reference, last year's attendance was 265,000. So we're going to go ahead and up that. By yeah. Rookie numbers got to pump 60. those up. Starfield hit more than 230,000 concurrent players in its first two hours on Steam, despite only being in early access. Dragon's Dogma 2 will get new gameplay and information during the Tokyo Game Show, just in case you were curious about Dragon's Dogma. And number nine, the new The Witcher new saga, codenamed Polaris, is increasingly becoming the company's main focus. Per CD Projekt Red, there are nearly 260 devs working on it. It's currently second to Phantom Liberty, which the majority of the staff will be moving to The Witcher when Phantom Liberty releases. Elder Scrolls 6 is officially in early development, five years after it was announced. <laughs> Fucking stupid idiots. Number 11, Riot Games League of Legends esports division still hasn't turned a profit, according to Riot, and they're doing a lot of weird shit with like LCS and whatever, so tune into that. Number 12, Activision Blizzard has announced that it will be rolling out new in-game voice chat moderation, which will be implemented in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It will be using a system that uses modulates tech tox mod, which detects harmful speech, 
while detection will be in real-time, responses to code of conduct violations may take some time to enact. And number 13, 2K and Gearbox have announced that the Borderlands Collection Pandora's Box brings all of the previous games to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC on September 1st today, while Borderlands 3 hits Nintendo Switch on October 6th. Wahoo! So, hey, it's been uh, seven days. What you're up to? Uh, let's see here. Reading the book. Starting a new book. Ooh, new book. Yeah, Cold War this time. Ooh, yeah. Just it's a rough one. The I, the, I, the narrator, because I, I audio book while I'm working. He reads. He's He has no emotion. He's a computer. Oh. So monotone? it's kind of rough. Yeah, it's, it's a little rough. Uh, it's interesting, though. Um, monotone of relatively dry content. Yeah. Coming out of Rise and yeah. Falls of the Third Reich. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it is interesting. It's starting it's starting to get in interesting. Um watched uh the first three episodes of Ahsoka. Um my overall review is it's okay. It's not good. It's not I bad. think that's about the best that I've heard so far is that people have just been like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah, it's the uh I'm just, you know, I'm over the, what, what were we calling it at work? Uh, Filoni Baloney. Because it's a Dave Filoni show. And it's Filoni Baloney. Filoni Baloney. Um, pre-installing Starfield. So hopefully I'll actually play a video game for once in my life. Um, and that's about it. That's about where I'm at in life. Yeah, that is the uh, that is the kick because I gotta get that pre-install ready for next week. So I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, got nothing else good to say. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been up to what uh, we in our podcast called the usual World of Warcraft. Played a little bit of CSR. I've talked about that already. Uh, I finished the three Warhammer books. So I think I'm going to get the fourth one and, and keep going until I, I lose interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Starfield on the horizon. Mm-hmm. A lot of football manager. I got back into my save. And so I'm, I've, I've been having that and like, wow, going at the same time that when I'm not doing something, wow, I can keep doing the save. Um, I've had the I've been having the snowrunner itch. Ooh. So I can understand the After you saw that, that snow plow, I understand. Yeah, it's basically lab. <laughs> Go to the state fair, see a gigantic fucking snowblower, and you're like, you know what? I want to drive one of these. <laughs> uh, I gotta go deliver some. And there's supposed to be that other stuck. game from them coming yeah. out. Uh Expedition. Yeah. Um, a Mud Runner game. I don't know what the release date is on that. I don't either. But that would scratch the edge too, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it would. At some point, maybe on that one when that comes out, assuming that it's hopefully it's on Game Pass, we should do a co-op thing and just fucking. I mean, Snowrunner's on Game Pass right now. It is. It is. We should try it. It my, would be my, fun. My mental would be broken so fast. I think it would be entertaining to to make you play it for a little bit to 
see. Your... I think I would definitely do it with the two of us to see what your thoughts are, because that's where like the yeah, key fun part would be is when I inevitably be beach a truck, and then either you have to save me or we we lose ten trucks trying to save the other yeah. one with some dumb ass complicated. Mm-hmm. I don't pul- think pulley system. <laughs> I mean, the game is definitely not for it's it's a it's a niche game. It's not oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, but. But I know what it is, so it's not like it would. I would yeah. actually even get like that frustrated. Like I would have the enjoyment of like doing the dumb things where you, I'd have that moment of just five minutes. Like I can't believe I fucking just did this. Yeah. And then okay, well, gonna go get another truck, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> go get this one out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that first time, like the first, well, the first few times when you go to do something, you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be easy. That's easy, no problem. And then like an hour later, you're fucking three trucks deep, and like you're stuck, and you. You're like thinking about just resetting, and you're like, "What the what the fuck happened?" Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 having that same moment, then being able to look over at the other person and go, "We're both in this boat now," and be like, "Ah, I'm not here just hating myself." Because if it was just me, then I'd be so tempted to just reset and move yeah. on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got then. Anything? Um, Starfield, obviously. Anything else coming up for you? Uh, if I remember correctly, not right away october's got a lot in it yeah not, not september i'll have a new wow patch next week as well small patch though not big patch mm-hmm. um 0.7 so whenever 0.2 comes out so 10.2 will be the next big patch but they don't even have a date yet i'm assuming that'll be either in october or early november i'm guessing october because i I, but I can't tell if they want to. That's the problem. Is I can't tell if they want to get it done before BlizzCon or after BlizzCon. And that's the. I was like, there's no way they do it during BlizzCon, right? R- right. <laughs> when uh, when do you when do they announce next plans? When the patch comes out next week, I think we'll basically be able to kind of tell a little bit more, because then the next number patch they would push to PTR is 10.2 10.2 is already there but it's an, it's an encrypted build that people can't see yeah uh so when point seven comes out well the next live patch that would start being tested is point two mm-hmm. doesn't mean they'll be testing raid or anything else but that means that the next time they turned that they moved ptr forward would be for point two so it's only a matter of time at that point till everybody starts hunting and data mining and they have to actually yeah. have like a conversation of here's the next thing yeah Especially because they plan raid times and like raid testing and all that stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll talk about it as always. Oh, as always. And I'll be playing it as always. All right. But until then, we'll see you guys in seven days. Toodaloo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.